Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. So this week's episode is a solo episode. It is just you and me, yours truly, having a conversation um, over tea or coffee or LaCroix or I don't know, whatever you choose, a green smoothie. Um, Can you tell I'm thirsty? (laughs) Um, But I'm so happy that this week's episode is a solo episode. I have so many ideas and things I want to talk about sort of running through my head. So we will see where this goes. So I think the first thing that I want to say is that in two months, two months, Seek the Joy podcast is going to be one years old. One year old. Is it years or year? I don't know, but it's, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the podcast. And this is really crazy to me to think that it's been one year because I kind of started this thing on a whim, um, just felt really excited and motivated and just ready to connect with other people and to build something that I didn't see out there. And so now that it's literally like almost the middle of August and we're coming up on two years and I'm spending a lot of time without even realizing it, to be honest, reflecting on where I am now and where I was this time last year. Holy smokes, the growth is crazy. Just the personal growth and the growth of the podcast. And I am just, I'm so excited. And is it, is it weird for me to say that I'm really proud too? I'm not somebody that toots my own horn. Um, I'll be the last person at a party to toot my own horn, whatever. It's just not my personality. But I am so flippin' proud of what this is and where it's gone and where it's going. And so yeah, so we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the podcast. And I don't know if you know this, if you follow us on or follow us, if you follow me and the podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I launched the first piece of Seek the Joy merchandise, which has been something I've been dreaming about for a while, but I wasn't sure, I just wasn't sure like what to do, what to put out there. I didn't really necessarily want to do a shirt or a hat, although I wouldn't be opposed to doing that in the future. I really wanted to start out with the bracelet that inspired it all. So I am offering Seek the Joy bracelets. They're on the website, seekthejoypodcast.com slash shop. Um, I've already sent out so many of them to you guys. I can't wait to see so many more of you rocking this bracelet. It has so much significance to me. It's, um, I made this bracelet in 2014, so the idea now that I've replicated it and I'm offering it is so flippin' cool. So that's a huge milestone in the life of Seek the Joy podcast. Um, And so speaking also on one year of the podcast, I was having um, dinner with some friends on Saturday night, this past Saturday. We went to this really cool um, Disneyland exhibition auction thing um in Sherman Oaks California I guess this guy has like a private collection or something and he's auctioning off a ton of cool items from Disneyland that he has from Disneyland like there was a trash can 
a Disneyland trash can that they were selling. Like it's going to go for auction between a thousand to $1,500. And I was like, are, are you joking? Like this was crazy. Anyway, it was so cool to see all this stuff. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, in the Southern California area, and you are a fan of Disneyland, um, I say, go check this thing out. But so we were at this exhibition and she says to me, Cindy, I feel like you've grown so much since we graduated from law school two years ago. And I looked at her, probably dumbfounded, uh, Angie, you'll have to confirm one way or the other, but I looked at her and she said, yeah, you've adulted so much (laughs) since we graduated from law school. And I, it kind of like blew my mind because I don't feel like I have. I don't feel like I've been a very good adult. I feel like I'm kind of like a grown-up baby in the sense that I'm still figuring out my life. I'm still trying to figure out some days which way is up and which way is down and where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. There are a few things that I'm super confident about. Like I know that I'm going to keep working on this podcast and still host and produce this podcast. This is not going anywhere. But the rest of my life kind of feels topsy-turvy, upside down. I don't know where, what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go. And so that's kind of what I said to her. And she said, yeah, you have done so much. I mean, look at everything you've done and look at everything you've built. And I'm really not somebody that toots my own horn. Just ask any of my friends and my family. You will never see or hear me kind of um, boast about myself anyway. This is not my personality. And, um, so when someone else toots your horn for you, (laughs) it's kind of like, say what? So, okay. I kind of want to look up what the definition is of adulting on urban dictionary. And if you're not a millennial or not, yeah, I guess like what, if you're above the age of 35 or something and you don't know what adulting is, um, okay. Adulting, according to the urban dictionary, it's a verb to carry out one or more of the duties and responsibilities expected of fully developed individuals, such as paying off that credit card debt, settling beef without blasting social media, etc. Exclusively used, oh, this is good, exclusively used by those who adult less than 50% of the time. Oh my God. That's literally how I feel. I just feel like I'm not very good at adulting. Some days I seriously just feel like a grown-up baby. And so it really surprised me to hear someone else have a perspective on me and what I'm doing and what I've done and where I'm going. And to be honest with you, I really needed that wake-up call because I have been living sort of for the last couple of months, and I shared this on the last um, solo episode that I did, but for the last couple of months, I've been feeling kind of like like, where am I going? What am I doing? I mean, the title of that episode was literally, am I on the right path? And so I know that I'm on the right path. Like I really do, but things don't always show up in the time in which we want them to, right? And so this kind of brings me back to something that I shared on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, which is this concept, for me at least, of dreams and fear. So I go back and forth between dreams and fear all the time. You have big dreams for yourself, something that you really want to do, goals, ambitions, and at the same time, there's this voice inside, and it's not a little voice. It's a big voice. It's like a roar of a lion that's like, 
this is raging fear and doubt that comes out of nowhere. It comes when you least expect it. I mean, there are days where I personally feel really good. Like I'll wake up and it's literally like a carpe diem kind of day. Like let's seize the day. I got this. I feel motivated and energized and excited. And then I'll wake up the next day and it's like, Sydney, who do you think you're kidding. You can't do this. You can't do that. There's no flipping way. You don't have X, Y, or Z quality or education or experience, or there are people out there who are already doing what it is that you want to do. Whatever this running monologue is that I have in my head that I know you also have in your head, and I'm just going to call it what it is. It is total bullshit. It's bullshit because there's There's a real difference between a reality check and calling ourselves out and saying, hey, okay, is this realistic? There's a difference between a reality check and a bullshit excuse that we give ourselves that allows us to stay in fear. And if you think about it, it's a lot easier to stay in a space of fear than it is to allow yourself to dream, than it is to allow yourself to dream big, to push yourself outside of your comfort zone to embrace change and uncertainty. And so it really got me thinking, where am I making excuses for myself in my life that are allowing me to stay in fear? Where am I allowing fear to dominate? Like, where is it in the driver's seat when it literally needs to be put in the trunk? And then What areas in my life, where are the areas in my life that it's time to call bullshit and knock it off? And I apologize in advance for cussing. I normally don't cuss on this podcast, but let's just call it what it is. The running monologue of fear and doubt is bullshit. And we got to cut it off. I need to knock it off. So you have a strong belief. You have a strong dream. You know what it is you want to do. And it's sort of paired up against this really strong fear. And I have learned for myself that it's really important to acknowledge the fear. I'm not in denial of it. I know what my fears are. I know what my perceived limitations are. I know what they are. I see it. I see you, but I'm not going to let you rule the roost. And so I've had to teach myself and I'm still a work in progress because I am not perfect. And some days I'm really good at this and other days it's like, no, but I've had to teach myself to acknowledge the fear, sit with it, say hi to it, and then push past it and do the thing that I want to do anyway. I've learned that I need to see the doubt, say hello to it, say goodbye to it, and do the thing that I want to do anyway. And it's also meant I've had to push past how something may or may not be received by someone, someone else, and do the thing that I want to do anyway. Because I've really realized that we only have one shot, one chance, one opportunity in this lifetime. I feel like I'm about (laughs) to rap some lyrics from an Eminem song, but seriously, we only have one opportunity in this lifetime, in this physical form, being exactly who we are, to go after what it is that we want to do, to be exactly who we want to be, and we have to go after it. And we all have the ability to do so. 
It just looks a little bit different for everyone. But if you realize and acknowledge for yourself that you have the ability to go after what it is that you want to do, even in the smallest way possible, even if that just means making a to-do list for yourself or putting one foot in front of the other or brushing your hair that day, whatever it is, making that phone call, whatever it is, even if it's the smallest step, you have to do it. So I've been experiencing this struggle between wanting to do something and feeling scared shitless because I don't know how it's going to go. And so for me, it's about operating in the space of a happy medium. So allowing myself to dream and allowing myself to dream big, but also being patient with myself. And this component here of allowing myself to dream is really key. And I think it's going to be for so many too, because for my entire life, up until very recently, I didn't allow myself to dream. I didn't allow myself to dream out of fear and out of really, yeah, fear and fear of disappointment and fear of rejection and this severe performance anxiety. It was easier for me to not allow myself to dream than to allow myself to dream and then to be met with rejection or disappointment. So I never used to celebrate anything. I never used to acknowledge my wins. I used to say, okay, well, that's great, but like, you never know how the next one's going to go or, oh, that's great. Like, you know, I I did well on this, but I mean, that doesn't mean I'm going to do well again. I mean, I always had that kind of running monologue and there was this intense performance anxiety and fear of failure and fear of rejection. And so now at 27 years old, after doing a lot of inner personal work and recognizing just how important it is to acknowledge my wins and to celebrate my successes, no matter how small, I'm dreaming and I'm allowing myself to dream, but then I'm impatient with the result. I'm impatient with how something is received. I'm impatient with how long something is taking. And again, it's like the same thing as not allowing myself to dream, being impatient with the result or how long something is taking or, or the way in which something is received or isn't received is also an instance of bullshit because I really should be proud of myself for doing something different, for putting myself out there, for stepping outside of my comfort zone, for using my authentic voice. I should be proud and celebrating the win rather than focusing on the outcome, rather than being impatient with how it is or isn't going. Whatever it is that we're doing, we should be celebrating it. We should be celebrating the steps that we take along the way to get there. We should be celebrating the fact that we took a risk rather than focusing on how something is received or isn't received or the outcome because... How something is received by someone else is none of our business. The only thing that is our business is how we receive ourselves. The only thing that's our business is how we choose to operate in the world, how we choose to speak to ourselves and to others and our integrity and the pride that we have in the work that we're doing, the choices that we make every day to be a conscious human being on this planet and to make decisions that not only better our lives, but also better the lives of others. That's what's our business. That's what's important. It's none of our business how long something takes. And what I'm really learning and realizing is that the outcome is also none of our business. 
What's important is the work that you put in. What's important is the heart that you put in. What's important is the soul that you put in into everything that you do. If you know for yourself that you gave it your best shot, if you showed up and you put in the time or the work or the energy and you felt good about it, that's all that matters. It's not the outcome. It's about what it took for you to get to that space of putting yourself out there or putting something out there or just simply allowing yourself the space to dream. Something that I've had to start doing that has been a really wonderful exercise for me is when I meditate every morning, I give myself a little bit of time within that to visualize something and it can be anything. It can be as small as how I see my day going or as big as this trip that I really hope that I can take sometime in the future to Paris. And I can see myself arriving to the airport and checking in and checking my luggage and getting on the airplane and flying and landing in Paris. And I can see the entire trip in my head and I can visualize it. And at first that was really hard for me to do because it's like, oh, I can spend all of this time visualizing that or visualizing anything that I want to bring into my life, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Am I setting myself up for disappointment? That's that's what I used to tell myself is, oh my God, I'm allowing myself to dream and dream big, but I'm just setting myself up for disappointment because what if it never happens? It doesn't matter if it happens or not. What matters is that you're allowing yourself the space to dream without fear, without fear of rejection or disappointment or failure. It's just about letting yourself exist in that space because so much joy comes from that space. So much creativity comes from that space. Opportunity for growth and expansion both personally and professionally and on the soul level and from the heart exists in that space. And so for me, it's about allowing myself to dream and to dream big, but also remaining really patient with myself and really grounded in the fact that things take time. And sure, I might be disappointed. I mean, who isn't at some point in their life? But it's not about focusing on the outcome and the potential disappointment or the potential celebration. It's about focusing on the fact that you allowed yourself to dream. I think I want to end this episode by saying that, and I know I shared this earlier, but my whole life I've had this really intense performance anxiety. And it wasn't until my second year of law school that I really started to understand the root of it, where it comes from, what was it really all about? What has it always been about? And yes, it's fear of failure. And yes, it's fear of rejection. And yes, it's fear of judgment. But what it the real root cause of it was always not believing that I was enough, not thinking that I was enough. And so if I worked harder and worked longer and put in more hours and worked myself to the bone, then maybe I would feel good enough about me. Maybe then at that point, I would measure up. The idea that I would fail or be rejected was too intense that it just made me feel a lot better to keep pushing myself and I have I still have fear of failure and I still have fear of rejection I don't think it always goes away Um, or if it does go away and you figured out how to make it go away for yourself permanently hit a sister up and let me know what you've done but I think it's about acknowledging it and knowing that it's there and knowing that it's part of 
the deck of cards that you have in your hands and just knowing how to work with it and what to do with it. And one area in my life, I think, where this fear of failure and fear of rejection kind of still is pretty dominant is when I am faced with putting myself out there in new and different ways, whether that's for career or personal life and dating or um, making new friends or at a networking event, whatever it might be. I mean, oftentimes sharing this kind of an episode makes me very nervous. Um, So... Yeah, so that fear of failure and rejection and judgment has been showing up in sort of that area of my life. And so I put up an Instagram poll on Sunday, Sunday night, and I know nobody likes these Instagram polls. So I'm really grateful to those of you who um, answered it. So the question I had was, do you get nervous putting yourself out there in new and different ways. And 72% of you said yes, so nervous. And 28% of you said no, I can handle it. So then I asked a follow-up question. And I said, if you answered yes, so nervous, to the previous question, is it because you fear failure, fear rejection, both or something else? 40% of you said that you fear failure. 60% of you said that you fear rejection. And then some people wrote in and shared a little bit more. And I'm so grateful. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable and courageous in in sharing. And I asked their permission first before I um, recorded this. So I'm not sharing anything without anyone's permission. Um, But I'm going to keep everybody anonymous. So one person said both fear of failure and rejection. I fear that I'll look foolish and others will laugh at me. Someone else said, I fear failure and that I will let people down, fear of not following through on things. Someone else said, being put on the spot and not knowing the answer. And then someone else also said that it's really scary to put yourself out there. So it's fear of work not being good enough or being exactly how you imagined and people rejecting it and not understanding. All of these responses encapsulate how I feel and how I know that a lot of you also feel. And so I'm sharing this because I don't want you to feel alone. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, not feeling good enough and not allowing yourself to dream because of all of those things keep us small. And we are not meant to live a small life. We are meant to live a big life in color and we are supposed to do things that we enjoy and that challenge us and allow us to grow and change and ultimately be the best version of ourselves. So I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. We are all a work in progress, but allow yourself to dream and allow yourself to dream big because fear and disappointment will come when we least expect it. But it's up to us to dream anyway. All right, that's it. That's all I've got for this week's brand new episode. A few closing thoughts before we go. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. All of the links for our social media handles are in the show notes for today's episode. They're also up on our website. I would love for you guys to join in on the conversation. Also, if you have been enjoying this podcast, if today's episode resonated with you, if a topic or a guest has inspired you, or if you just want to show some support for me and for Seek the Joy podcast, I would be 
so grateful if you took a couple of seconds to rate and review us on Apple iTunes or on any podcast app that you listen to Seek the Joy podcast on. Ratings and reviews really help us get seen by new people and I really love reading your thoughts about this podcast and the impact that it's had on your life and what you're thinking and what you'd love to see more of. If you do leave us a rating and review, make sure to send a screenshot of that review to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. And as a way to say thank you, I will send you my guide for infusing more joy into your life and some Seek the Joy podcast stickers. All right, guys, that's it. I don't have any other announcements. I am just so grateful to have this opportunity to share what's been going on with me, with you, and if there's a dream in your heart or something that you are really excited about, share it with somebody in your life, share it with someone that you love, or share it with us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, It's really wonderful to see the comments in my posts and what everyone is thinking. And so join in on the conversation. I would love that. And I would love to be able to support you in your dreams as well. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you right back here for another Seek the Joy Tuesday. Tuesday.